This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Stop posting your vacation pictures on Facebook, Rick. Man bites dog in Nigeria. The cheapest airline ever. The first Cubs player shot by a crazy female fan. And Rick's brush with Bruce Willis. All that and unlimited tangents, and I think we might have set a record for him this week on Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, welcome back to Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Uh, your old buddies, Rick and Dave, have had a couple of weeks off. Uh, uh, wait, both wait, wait, of us wait, relaxing. Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, 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 wait. Who had a couple weeks off? Well, we both did. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was overseas. And yeah. you were on your deck chair, kind of <laughs> sunning yourself and uh, drinking pina coladas, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened, bitch. <laughs> what? So you know, I'm I'm in. I was in Holland and I was in Germany and Ireland and and England. And yeah. while I was in those countries, I was I was uh, still able to get my emails. Yeah. And I noticed that uh, little Davey was a busy little beaver <laughs> while I was gone. Apparently, there's a lot of stuff going on with our company right now. And it might not have been the most um, convenient time for one of the partners of the company to leave the country for almost three weeks. Would that be uh, a fair were statement? Re- were you really out of the country or were you just in your basement just making up <laughs> pictures, photoshopping pictures of you, you know, in front of Abbey Road or whatever? <laughs> You will uh, never know. Uh, Actually, I'm, yeah, drinking, was, I'm drinking my coffee this morning out of my Abbey Road mug yeah, that I bought cool. at the train station right by the uh, Abbey Road. Yes, Rick, while you were gone, a few things happened. First of all, big congratulations goes out to our buddy, John Records Landecker. Yes. Election into the Radio Hall of Fame. Well, well deserved. That, for, that was very exciting news. Yeah, um, and then and I read a newspaper article that said uh, we have a new book coming out by John that uh, John yeah. and I will be writing between now and October. Yeah. Did I mention that? Yeah. I'm sorry, no, did you I didn't. <laughs> but uh, all right, so we can do that. Uh, yes, the Hall of Fame or the Radio Hall of Fame edition will be coming out in October. Okay, uh, to coincide with his induction ceremony. So yeah, that happened, and uh, we released Bill Page's wonderful book. Everything I know, I learned from rock stars, which is fantastic. One. Yeah, that's a good which one. Which is fantastic. Uh, Bob Shannon's book is going to be coming out. The ebook version, uh, a updated version of his um, of his book, is coming out in no probably Wednesday or Thursday of this week. And that's a book about radio stars, uh, like the biggest yeah. radio stars in the country. He interviewed them all. Sure. Turn it up. Yeah, um, that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Mitch Michaels' book is moving along. Yeah. We've got Mitch's Mitch's book is coming out um, um, in uh, late August, early September. Yeah. So I did work on that one, okay. too. Okay. Uh, I was there and- for the photo op for that. <laughs> you got to yeah. give me that. I was there for the photo op. <laughs> and uh, got a couple other uh, irons in the fire while you were yeah. gone. What did you do? What did you do for the company while you were gone, other than cause me grief? Well, I I did I did a lot. I mean, I uh, I I was yeah. you know in other countries, you know, spreading yes. goodwill. <laughs> yeah. If How, we uh, ever if we ever move into the Dutch market, 
it will be because of the of the groundwork I laid in my four days there. Or if we move into the German market. And by the way, my German has gotten much better. I had to speak German while I was there. And mm-hmm. I, I'm back into the German groove. So if we ever break into the German market, I'll be there. Um, what? Um, well, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your trip? I mean, it's been, what, three weeks since you've been communicating with the masses what you know where i don't want a long i don't want a long boring synopsis but well what'd you do basically the first eight days of the trip were with the soccer team with my son's soccer team and i'm one of the coaches of the team so we had 18 14 and 15 year old boys that we transported around to holland and germany and we played uh scrimmage games and we trained with um big time uh soccer clubs over there and it was it was maybe the most incredible trip that those boys will ever have. I mean, they're going to remember funny. that forever. And then after that, we went uh, to England just for like a vacation from the vacation because that was grueling, Dave. You know, we're 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 in a bus. We're going from place to place. It's ninety right. degrees. It's you know unseasonably warm. There's no air conditioning in Europe. You have no idea yeah. what I've been through. Then we went to England, and and England uh, let me uh, uh, put on my sweatshirts because it's never nice in England. Yeah, I know. It was a raining. It was. It was, a, it was yeah. but I enjoyed it. We got to, you know. To, but the, the reason we went to England was because my son Johnny reunited with his best friend from grade school who he had not seen in nine years. And that was a, an emotional thing and they got to spend you know four days together and and so you know it was really the whole trip basically was uh for but my family you know other people other than myself it looked like you were doing a lot of walking how did your elephantitis and your gout hold up it went pretty well uh you know really my, my brother had a flare-up my brother was there his his son played on the team too and uh he had a little gout flare-up but uh i did not but you persevered. I did. Uh, well, I like the um, the picture of Johnny and his buddy reuniting for the first time in front of a big military tank. That was very that was very cool. Yeah. We said, well, where do you want to go in London to his friend? He goes, I want to go to the Imperial War Museum. Okay. <laughs> Who okay. doesn't? What 19-year-old kid doesn't want to do something like that? You know. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome back. We uh, appreciate you coming back to the country. Did you have any trouble with immigration on your way back? Uh, you know, I kind of. Yes. The, in uh, Ireland, we flew through Dublin on our way home, and and they uh, there's a whole new set of things that you have to do to get back into America. You've, there are two sets of security um, in Ireland. You go through it once you know, just like it used to be. And then you have to go through it again where they take your, your retina scan. Are you serious? I'm totally really? serious. Oh yeah. It was, it was uh, pretty intense. And if you have a flight that like a connecting flight, you're in good. There's a good chance you're going to miss it. It took forever. So is this retina scan thing new just since Trump became president. I mean, I can't imagine I that they were able to make all the. Do, I don't think it has anything to do with Trump necessarily. Wow. Yeah. Um, so well, what if you know? Wise. What if you would have had one of your 
hay fever flare-ups during the retina oh, scan. Oh, I, I did have a hay fever flare over there. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Really? Um, what, um, now, England, and I've only been to London uh, once. Well, I've only been there once, but I was there for maybe seven days. The food just sucked there. Does it still <laughs> suck there? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. You don't, you don't go and eat English food. You know, like we went out to a Turkish restaurant. That was fantastic. Right, you right. Don't go, uh, you don't go to an English restaurant. You know, we, I think I might have had fish and chips once. Just right, to, which is yeah. fine, which is fine. Uh, you know, actually, well, the, well, sad, the saddest part of the trip was when we went to Heidelberg, which was my mm-hmm. hometown, and my house is still standing there, but uh, the high school is rubble. The whole neighborhood was torn down because, you know, we lived in American housing, mm-hmm. and the Americans have left. And it was it was like, you know... Part of my history is just gone forever. That's a, that's a shame. Uh, were your kids pretty broken up about it, or were yeah, they, they on their iPhones? Absolutely careless. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Dad, how far do we have to keep walking? Uh, yeah, like I'm sure you were while you're in Europe in front of some wonderful, you know, 600 year old castle or whatever, and you look at your kids and they're playing what Minecraft on their phones or whatever. Right? It was the same way when my dad took me to his. You know, he. Yeah, my dad was from Romania, um, and then he, he, as he was, you know, uh, leaving, uh, escaping the Russians during World War II, uh, they they lived in a chicken coop in Austria. Yeah. And we yeah. went to that chicken coop. He, yeah. he actually showed it to me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> he, he, had a, he really thought that was going to be a powerful moment, but I was such a prick. I was, <laughs> I was such a little well, shit. No, you were playing your little Mattel electric football yeah, machine. I was right? fourteen. <laughs> I had I had baseball cards. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Come on, Jim Hickman just went you know over seven or over six yesterday. It's terrible. I know, but I know how he uh, feels now. Uh, yes, I, I suspect that. Well, we were um, we had sold my mom's condo, and I went and cleaned out their shed. Me and my sister went and cleaned out her shed. I mean, stuff that had literally been carted around in my family for forty years, you know. And again, this is kind of like the security deposit uh, box that I never looked at. It. We never looked at the shed, so we are just <laughs> we are just getting boxes. Your of lack boxes. of curiosity is really amazing. <laughs> Yeah, well, so we, you know, we've got these boxes, and we're we've got actually the the um, the salvage people with us at the time. So we're just basically open up the shelf or the shed and going, all right, you know, trash this, trash this, garbage, we'll keep this, garbage, trash garbage, this, garbage, garbage. Right. Yeah. So, so we're opening up these like boxes, and I'm you know hoping for you know savings bonds or whatever, and there were none. Um, and um, there's like reams and reams of canceled checks from like 1974 for like you know from like a dentist and my mom i'm sure it's my mom my dad didn't do this my mom would staple the cancel check to the bill yeah you know and staple it and she had like every freaking bill from the 70s you know um and so we so we went through all of this stuff and uh uh and i and and you know after like the 45th minute I'm like, screw this. Let's just throw everything away. So there could very well be some very cool things in there. I found my chest X-ray from 1977. Wow. Yeah, I posted it on Facebook. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I posted it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, we did find, and this is something that's very interesting, uh, and I just told you about this before we went on the air. Uh, I found my grandfather had made a family tree. 
or it wasn't in like the traditional family tree format. It was just like an outline. Right. And you couldn't be bothered. <laughs> and the word Kempfer is on the family tree. Your the last name Kempfer. Your last name Fried. I think it's what is the German? Is it Friedwilder? Is that a German name? Freiwilder. I don't know. So she or he, I don't even know what gender, is on the family tree. So you and I could very well be related. You know what it actually might mean now that I'm thinking about it? It might be the kind of uh, fighter that he was. Because Kempfer means fighter. Like he might have, or a a soldier or something. He might have been, you know, in a certain wing of the army or something like that. I'll I'll look at it. Okay. Beautiful. All right. All right. We should probably, uh, yeah, let's do a show here. 12 minutes. All right. Let's go. All righty. Let's get some audio. This week's Minutia with Rick and Dave. All right. What kind of Minutia do you got for us this week, David? Well, I think this is very apropos, um, considering that you just had a two and a half week trip to um, Europe and, and, well, Europe and the UK. Um, This comes out of Dallas-Fort Worth, out of the CBS affiliate in Dallas-Fort Worth. Basically, and this is going to come as a surprise to you, that uh, 73% of people are annoyed when they see other vacation photos from people on social media. (laughs) Rick? (laughs) It it actually says Rick right here in the article. Uh, So as you're posting these (laughs) photos of you at Abbey Road and you in front of this the sound of music castle i know you know know, uh, i knew that that was happening i i talked to one of our authors yesterday and he's like where are you now zanzibar (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) i'm sorry i just you know i wanted to share it was just pissing me off i would be up to my up to my eyeballs and shit with our authors and let me get you tell you the authors that were all wonderful. I mean, it's just that I was just extremely, extremely busy. You know, there's yeah. something in the Landecker thing. Like, oh, shit, Landecker's elected to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I got to do something with this. <laughs> and then there's a picture of you, you know, in front of a tank, you know, or you in front of a castle or whatever, you know. Uh, uh, did I mention how hot it was? Because it really was hot. Uh, so um, I just thought that this was just interesting. Now, what's really interesting is of the 73% of people that hate that are annoyed with other seeing other people's vacation photos. Seventy-seven percent of those people post their own vacation yeah, pictures. Exactly. Uh, uh, exactly. The, uh, um, but I also thought of something while you were gone. Is you made no bones telling everybody the world, and you have a very large following. Oh, being yeah. who you are, thousands. Uh, that you're away from your house for the entire two and a half weeks. Yeah, but I have a pit bull. How did he? So who came into I can't I can't go into those details but let's just say that I wasn't worried okay all right so you did have the dog so the dog lived in the house by itself uh, we can't talk about <laughs> okay. it further okay all right uh, so um, if, interestingly there's a couple <laughs> there's a couple things that I think may be funny that's coming up this week you know that Trump is going to be meeting Putin yes yes that's right if, if, um, Hey, by the I'm, way, the I'm, rest of the world, we just yeah. spoke to, uh, you know, hundreds of them uh, in yeah. different countries. They all think we're crazy. But all right, can, can carry on. Uh, but don't you think, I mean, do you th- is Trump, do you think, going to be snapping pictures of him and Putin in front of, you know, I don't know. We'll see if those are awkward vacation pictures as well. Is he on Facebook? Uh-huh. I know he's on Twitter, but I, is he on Facebook? Oh, you know what? I don't even know. Um, well, I have but, to yeah. uh, check that out. 
All right. Well, that's well, good to know. Go. So next yeah. time, no pictures. That's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Or keep them to, let's say, 40 a day. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you the real reason why I posted pictures, because I had to post it onto the soccer club's uh, website, onto their Facebook page, and I couldn't figure out how to do it without first posting it on my own and then just sharing it. I couldn't okay. do it directly onto that Facebook page, so that's why I was doing it. But yeah, you know, whatever. Whatever. All right, I've got some minutia for you. This is uh, this is something right down your alley. It's uh, mm-hmm. the headline is American scams Nigerians. Oh, right. It's like dude a should, yeah. Dude should be on the Mount Rushmore. Exactly. And I, I, this is so. This is from a Nigerian newspaper, and I love the way they put this. In a typical case of bushmeat become hunter, an American man has been arrested and charged to court for scamming three Nigerians of over $500,000. Now, but like you said, you know, more power to him, right? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, exactly. We're evening right. it up. He should be on a postage stamp. But yeah, let's go ahead. His name is Marco Ramirez. Uh, he's an American citizen, uh, but he's now in Kirikiri Maximum Prison um, in Nigeria. So... Uh, he didn't work out so good for you. Yeah, he scammed people out of uh, to to procure uh, green cards, which you know you can't you can't do. <laughs> right. um, investment programs, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know the the usual. And the reason I bring this up to you is not only do you appreciate you know dog uh, or man bite dog type stories. Sure. Well, don't know dog bite man. Yeah, dog bite man. <laughs> No, man bite dog. Well, yeah, I did like man yeah, bite, yeah. but that I, I but I like it when a man. I mean, I love what is your guy's name? David Brinsilver. You ever go on his blog? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when he posts all the all the all the uh, stories about how hey, this guy was uh, you know <laughs> disrupting an alligator's habitat and gets yeah. eaten by him. Yeah, you know, right. like he's, he's pro alligator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> But the reason I bring this up to you is because you have had a uh, direct um, confrontation with one of these gentlemen from Nigeria and, I, you know, and did like a, an email back and forth. And I, mm-hmm. I still have those emails. I wanted to. So I wanted to go over some of these with you. Sure. Okay? This is this is uh, uh, my buddy, Dave, uh, having a little fun with Nigerians. The first email is Dear David, I got your mail. And before I say anything, I would like to he. he he had sent you an email asking for eighteen point five million dollars. <laughs> no, he was going to give me eighteen point five million, but in respect, but I'd have to give him a million or something, right? right? Isn't that yeah? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I got your email, um, and before I say anything, I'd like to correct the impression you already have. I am not joking with my proposal to you. I mean, real and genuine transaction, and that is why I contacted you for your assistance. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. My late father's struggle. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, best regards, uh, Mister. Godwin. Um, So you answered, (laughs) Mr. Godwin. Uh, I will be arriving on the 22nd of November on flight 9002 from Frankfurt. I will be staying the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Protea Hotel, Victoria Island. I'll be free the evening of the 23rd, all of the 24th, and the morning of the 25th. Mr. Brusky and my lawyer are already in the country and will be meeting with you as well. Now, Now, let the record show, I have given him Three days. I mean, it's like I'm giving him. I'm being very flexible with my time. I mean, you researched a flight number. You you, yeah. you found a hotel. You did some yeah. work. 
Attention, yep, exactly. David. Your mail has been received. You said your lawyer will meet with me? <laughs> Where and which country? Get back to me. Urgent for me to understand what you mean. Uh, Dave, just give us the certified cashier's check when we see you this week. We'll cut you a commission check the same day. <laughs> Easy peasy, Japanese. Godwin responds. Attention, David. Um, <laughs> when every document is obtained and forwarded to your bank, then you will demand a cashier's check. As a matter of fact, if you really want to do this business with me, uh, this is not child's play. Let me know your position. Looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Uh, your response. We'll be meeting with you on the on Monday the 27th at 6 p.m. at our hotel. Let me know what I we am, need to I am break. throwing down a red line here, Rick. It's like, a, yeah, this is the time we're meeting. <laughs> uh, okay, then, then you say, first off, the phrase is child's play, not a child's play. Littlewood Riding Hood is a child's play. Your insinuation of my apathy towards your business proposal is child's play. Got it? Second, I should I should be given the respect I deserve for extending my trip four extra days to accommodate a face-to-face meeting with you. Sadly, the tone you are using is far from indicative of such respect. I am pissed. David Brusky, United States Foreign Affairs Bureau, Johnny Cochran, my lawyer, and myself <laughs> will be dining at the Baywatch restaurant, uh, Ojo Bojo Clothes, Victoria, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, then, he, then he sent you an email saying that he had to go to London. Oh, oh darn it. You know, I have to go to London. And then you responded by saying, greetings, we have arrived in London. We are staying at the Stanford Hotel. <laughs> Uh, we are registered under the name You Are a Dumbass. <laughs> Let's meet this evening at our hotel bar. And that was the end of your yeah. communications with the Nigerians. Uh, this was actually while you were telling the story. Reminded me, yesterday I got a uh, phone call from Washington, D.C., um, and I answered it on my cell phone, and it was the IRS. Oh, yeah. Right. I've got that one. <laughs> and it didn't sound like they were from, from America. <laughs> So that's what the IRS to, does is hires like, you know, Mexican guys to call with Pakistanis. Right. Yeah. Exactly. To, to, so to call people randomly. So, so I'm talking to him and uh, he's, you know, goes through the, you know, that you're being sued by the IRS, whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? And he's like, yes. Whatever. Go, by the way, who's our vice president? And he's like, uh, Donald Trump. No, who's the vice president? And then there's a pause that he hangs up the phone. Oh, so I nice. We need to hire better people at the IRS, Rick. <laughs> nice. They don't even know who the vice president is. <laughs> right. Exactly. Come on. They know the president. They just did not know who the vice president was. That's a good technique. I like that. Yeah. I like that. S- sadly, I'm not sure. If you I always people. use the uh, when I get a call because where I'm on the no call list. Yeah. yeah. And, and when I get calls now, I, I say, you know. Why don't you give me your home number? I'll give you a call back later tonight. And that yeah. usually that usually ends it. Yeah. They uh um but you know, obviously somebody's gotta be falling for this stuff, I guess. I don't know. Um Speaking of falling for stuff, Dave, how do people subscribe to the podcast? <laughs> falling for stuff that that sounds like we're scamming them. I know. We, we are kind of scamming them, aren't we? Uh Rick, you can go on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, just put your put just search for our little name. You're Minutia a dumbass. Men. You are a dumbass. <laughs> uh, no, that's in the comments. Oh, okay. Uh, you could read the comments in our reviews. You can uh, subscribe to us on on uh, iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play. Rick, 
Wow. You can go on. You can go on the RadioMisfits.com um, website. You can listen to them right instantaneously if you wanted to. That's amazing. Um, you can uh, check out our Twitter feed at Minutia Men, and uh, you can get updated on pithy things that are happening within the week. Are you still, Usually are kind you of still doing a good job of staying on top of the, uh, of uh, the uh, Twitter world? I am. I am. Yes, I am. We have like 2,600 followers or something. Okay, great. You know, only like 29 million away from Trump. Because I did think about that while, while I was out of the country, and I, I was going to just remind you to work harder. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, uh, I've actually, I like Twitter. You know, I used to be a Facebook guy and not a Twitter guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm now switching to Twitter. It's, it's almost even less intrusive, or it's less effort than Facebook. You know Facebook. how I use Twitter? <clears throat> I use Twitter as my news feed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's Seriously. that going to work? No, I'm yeah, serious. No. If you yeah. subscribe or follow uh, newspapers that you like, um, you, you don't even have to watch TV anymore. You can just fo- read your Twitter feed. I found out that uh, Prince died within minutes, basically. Yeah, exactly. On, on 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 Facebook or Twitter or whatever. So, uh, but yes, please, everybody, uh, follow us on Twitter. And it would be wonderful if we get reviews. People that like our show that are listening. Give us reviews on uh, iTunes. I think we have almost 70 reviews, and nobody has called us a dumbass in the reviews. So that is that um, a challenge? Are you putting that challenge? Yeah, yeah that is right a now? challenge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, please do. All right. Absolutely. Do we All have right. any more minutia before we wrap up this show? We do, Rick. Um, Columbia Airline wants to make passengers stand. <laughs> okay. Wow. Budget, air, budget airline Viva Columbia. That actually kind of sounds like a pretty cool airline, doesn't it? No, not if they're making people stand. It's considering plans to remove all seats from its planes and making passengers stand. Oh my they God. hope the come on. They hope they hope the so it's gonna be like an L train, basically, right? Yeah, with, uh, with little uh, things you can hold, uh, little yeah, poles. Yeah, yeah, bars, right? Uh, uh, the budget airline, um, they're considering plans to remove all the seats from its planes and make passengers stand. They hope the move will drive down fares by allowing them to squeeze more passengers into each flight. Oh, my opening, God. This is terrible. Opening up air travel to working class Colombians and budget holiday makers. Uh, the no frills carrier announced this week that it's adding 50 Airbus 320s to its fleet to capitalize on the country's growing tourist market. Uh, they're they're now they're not. Just how doing much this. can the seats cost? I mean, how, come on. Well, it's well, you figure for every seat, if you stand, you can get probably two people in that space, probably, right? I don't know. Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah. Um, now they are they are actually researching. I mean, they're doing their due diligence. They're researching whether it's safe <laughs> to, to do this, <laughs> right? Which is great. Uh, Hang on to that uh, pole, everybody. Here comes some turbulence. But I guess this has been an idea that has been on the table from not only for also American Airlines, or not American Airlines, but airlines that are domestic, um, for some time. There's been like thoughts that they can do this to just squeeze as many people as possible uh, on the plane. And for safety, in fact, one of these people, or one of the, one of the, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Management people uh, said 
that if there ever was a crash on an aircraft, God forbid, a seatbelt won't save you. So what's the difference? Well, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always thought, you know, the whole uh, flotation device thing, like, like if we get into a situation where I'm going to be needing that, it, we've got bigger problems. Um, yeah. So the um, so there you go. Viva Colombia. You can stand, be like on an L train. I think pretty soon they're going to get to the point where they charge you if you want both wings on the airplane. <laughs> like, if you want to just fly with one wing, it's this cost. And now if you want both wings, yeah, it's going to cost you double. You got well, two wings. Did you hear that? Actually, I think we maybe even talked about it in our last podcast, that plane that had that issue, or maybe this was maybe the one of the stories we didn't do. There was a plane that had an issue and it had a circle back. And the pilot actually went on the intercom to say, pray for us Oh my to the gosh. passengers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is the last thing you want to hear. Yeah. There was a story hey. just yesterday about, some, or maybe a couple days ago, some woman was throwing coins into the, uh, into the airplane uh, engines for good luck or something. <laughs> and it <laughs> clogged up the engine and made them delayed six hours. <laughs> I mean, what kind of a moron is doing that? Uh, let me put metal into this big rotating thing. All right, all um, right, well, it's time for uh, we're our weekly Cubs feature, and that the Cubs are charging towards the World Series again this year. Oh, Let's yeah. Play the audio. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. So uh, this is actually one of the more interesting weeks in Cubs history, Dave, because in 1932, on July 6th, uh, Cubs shortstop Billy Jurgis, do you know who he is? Mm -mm. Uh, Well, he had a day that he probably uh, would have loved to forget. He was known as a fiery, ill-tempered, good-fielding, weak-hitting shortstop for the Cubs. But he was also one of the team leaders when uh, the Cubs were really good. They were in the World Series in 32, 35, 38, and he was on that team. He was one of their team leaders. <clears throat> but on July 9th, he was living at the Hotel Carlos at 3834 North Sheffield Avenue, which is now known as the Sheffield House Hotel. Mm-hmm. Is that where your bachelor party was? <clears throat> no, my bachelor party was at the Belmont Okay, on Sheridan and Barry. Okay. Well, anyway, a girl that he had seen a few times, Violet Valley, called Jurgis on the phone and asked if she could see him. Before leaving her room, she wrote a suicide note saying that she was sorry for killing Billy Jurgis and herself, but she had no <laughs> choice because their beautiful love had been broken up by his teammates. Jurgis had uh, later said he had no idea what she meant by that. So she didn't show the note to him before she visited him. She did not. So <laughs> okay. Jurgis led Violet into his room. Um, but when she, when he saw that she had a gun, he grabbed at it and took a bullet in his hand and another through his ribs. Yeah. Uh, but th- despite the fact that he was injured, he still managed to get the gun away from her and prevented her from killing herself. Then after the, after he recovered from the shooting, he refused to testify against her in courts and the case was dismissed. But the funny thing about this story, and it is kind of funny, is Valley this woman used her notoriety as part of her act. She was a dancer and she signed a 22 week contract to sing in local nightclubs and theaters in Chicago and was billed as violet. What I did for love Valley, the most talked about girl in Chicago. Hey, she's promotion. (laughs) She's a, she's a PR gal, right? 
Uh, Billy Jurgis uh, came back. He played. He actually was in the World Series against the Yankees that year. He had three sixty four in the series, so he was fine. But and and the the weird thing about Billy Jurgis is this is just one of two Cubs players that were shot by crazy female fans. He was just the uh, first. Was the other one the natural? Wait, what? Yeah, was... the other one was the one that inspired the the natural, and that was Eddie Waitkiss. But I've, I've told that in a previous episode. Right. Right. So there you go. That's uh, right. this week's just one bet century. It's time. Yeah, the for, cu- yeah, the Cubs ahead. not uh, the Cubs are really not okay. doing that. Time great, for our final uh, segment, Dave. A random uh, name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture collection selection assemblage medley assortment variety. Time now for celebrity potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having my encounter with that celebrity bruce willis okay let me get this one straight because uh this is kind of a complicated story bruce willis when this story takes place i want to say it was 94 1994 95 was one of the biggest stars in the world yeah do you remember that the diehard diehard yeah he was die one hard. of the biggest stars in the yeah. world yeah. and at that time he was also opening these planet hollywood restaurants with arnold, arnold. schwarzenegger and uh sylvester stallone i think you know like these three huge mega stars and i was trying to get him on uh john landecker show and I, I was getting nowhere people were just flat out rejecting weren't even returning my calls, even though he was going to be in Chicago promoting this Planet Hollywood. So what I did is I sent my uh, trusty assistant, Vince. Vinny? Vinny, yes, okay. With a tape recorder. And his goal was to get any kind of interview that he could with Bruce Willis. Now, <laughs> what he didn't know was that they weren't allowing any kind of tape recorder devices into this. And, you know, if you remember the old days of uh, when we used to record these things, these were not small devices. Right, 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 right. So right. Vince had to figure out a way to get this in. So he smuggled it in. And then he he was trying to, uh, you know, interview or get to Bruce Willis. And he had, he had on tape, he got all these great uh, quotes of people saying stuff like, Get out of here, kid. You know, stay away. You can't. Yeah. You're not allowed to see him. No, Bruce is not, doesn't have time for you. That sort of thing. And then he finally, at at the very end of the tape, and Vince was there for hours too. This is you know, at at some point we stopped sending him out there because it was kind of cruel. Um, <laughs> but he finally got like a five second interview with Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis then sees that that he's recording it and says, "Hey, kid, you're not allowed to." Not allowed to tape. Oh, okay. Sorry. So that was that was the interview that we aired, and we did it in. Uh, so we brought it into John, and John is a genius, you know, Radio Hall of Famer, right? John, uh, right, 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 right. He heard the tape, and he decided to make it into like a Mission Impossible bit. Oh, and okay. He, and so we built it up the whole. Our, our exclusive interview with Bruce Willis coming up after eight. And then, you know, like, dun, 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 dun. And then uh, he'd play a clip of uh, some guy going, hey, kid, get out of here. You're not allowed to come back here. And then, you know, he build it up until we got to the actual interview. And he had built it up for two hours. And then the interview was like, 
hey, is that a tape recorder? Yeah, turn it off. <laughs> that was the whole bit. <laughs> That's awesome. And that is my Bruce Willis story. <laughs> uh, that. I, What's the legality of taping somebody? Let's not discuss that right now. <laughs> I mean, that could possibly be. <laughs> yeah. All right. The statute well. of limitations has run out on that. Well, they, you know, you had mentioned one of the things that struck me in the stories. You said 1994, right? Yeah. Basically. That's 23 years ago. I know. I, I mean, what? Yeah, Vince is not a kid anymore. Vince is <laughs> no. you know, in his mid-40s. It's got a daughter who's like mid-high school. I know. Right. I know. Uh, all right. So that's it for uh, this week. Uh, if you uh, like. Now you're going to be gone yeah. now until August 3rd to Australia, right? Is that what you're doing? <sighs> I've already worked a full day this week. A full right. day. Yeah. Well, I hope you're not calling this as the work. No, no. This is this is the second day. This counts. Well, happy 4th of July to all of our, I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be the 6th of July, but yeah. I'd like to wish everybody a retroactive, safe holiday. Yes. Special <laughs> thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. So if you'd like to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out Eckhart'sPress.com. Apparently, there's a lot of stuff going on at <laughs> Eckhart'sPress.com or ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com if you'd like to be part of the Eckhart's Press family. Uh, that's a good way to start. Um, and as Dave mentioned earlier, you can follow us on Twitter at Minutia Men. You can also uh, email us at, if people still do that, which I don't think they do. We don't really get a lot of emails. But Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. And once again, we'll be back next week if I don't have to go somewhere else for another episode yeah. of Minutia Men. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you don't want to miss a moment of Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, there are several ways that you can make sure you stay on top of it. And that... The first one is just to subscribe to the show. It's like, what were those things called that came like at your doorstep in the morning every day? Newspaper? Newspaper. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, just yeah. like those. Yeah. Right. Right. It, you, you subscribe. It comes to your, it comes into your little mailbox, your virtual mailbox. If this was 1965, it would be a, a, a carton of milk. <laughs> exactly. By some guy whose name you knew. Ex right? Exactly. How you doing, Howard? <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, that's easy to subscribe, Rick. You can go on iTunes. That's where most people do, I think. You go on iTunes and you just, there's a little thing that says subscribe. You hit it and then boom, every episode to your virtual mailbox every Thursday, basically. On Stitcher, on iTunes. Um, and, and then you can also review us. And rate us. And if you do that, um, Dave will read that. Well, you do. I, I, yeah, I will read it. And it makes us feel better about ourselves, too. And, which and, is nice. and Dave showed me like 50 of them the other day. And I haven't had a chance to uh, check them out because I'm a scared, scared man. Uh, well, let me give you a couple of them, all right? Okay. Um, these guys have deep 
smooth radio voices. Now, yeah. one of us does. One of us does. <laughs> I, no one has ever mentioned that I have a deep, smooth radio voice. Um, Chicago accent and kind of nasally. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's another one. Super underrated pod. Okay, like what do you mean underrated? We're like a 4.8, baby. <laughs> We're not underrated. Um, here's a, my favorite. Minutia Men with Rick Hemfer and David Stern is kind of entertaining. <laughs> that should be our bumper sticker. <laughs> right. Uh, and then here's another one. This is what my friends would sound like if they were funny. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. So, you know, help us build our audience. If the show grows, maybe we won't get canceled, which would yeah, be right. fantastic. <laughs> um, and then, you know, right. And then maybe one day we'll be, you know, if we get enough listenership, we can get advertisers that will give prizes that we will give to our listeners. So it could be win-win for you, too. I mean, someday you could become a millionaire. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe not have nothing to do with us, but. Uh, you never know. So, Yes subscribe stitcher itunes google play tune in lots of ways to subscribe if you missed losano losano or los los anno and friends here's what you missed john guess who's joining us on the phone take a guess have the slightest idea tony (laughs) it's your daughter amy landecker what do you know the star of amazon's transparent hi honey hi dad i know you get this question a lot amy is records truly your paternal grandmother's family name it's so wild i mean i think the weirdest part is not only that his middle name was records but that he also used to pretend to be a disc jockey in his closet when he was a little kid the whole thing just feels he's really predestined in like a major way john you told me you had tapes you used to record yourself Uh, you know if you ask a lot of people yeah. that are on the air now when they were little that happens a lot yeah I know I did you yeah, know, I yeah. pretended to have a radio I'm station doing it. Uh, <laughs> in, in my room and uh, took out library books uh, this is your announcer right. and tape recorded uh, songs off local radio station and pretended this and that I also had a thing where I thought I might be a sportscaster and because uh, I lived in Ann Arbor Michigan and listened to the University of Michigan uh, football all the time on the radio and there was a guy named Bob Eufer and this guy is insane but I thought it was fantastic so <clears throat> I got a sound effects records of a crowd's cheering and right, stuff and right. I put it on a turntable and I'd here's it from the final minute of the game and here comes a <laughs> radio misfits Get more Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called.